0: You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by LifeYield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Hello, WealthTech on Deck listeners. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Today's show will be a departure. Normally, uh, I act as host where I talk with industry leaders about the challenges and opportunities of implementing their fintech wealth tech strategies but for today, uh, I'm gonna switch from host to guest and have my colleague, Matt Nolman, who produces our show each week and leads our marketing efforts at, at Lightfield. And I'm gonna have him sit in as host and uh, joining me as a fellow guest will be our colleague, LifeField CEO and founder, Mark Hoffman. So Mark and I work with leaders across the industry on improving investor, advisor, and firm outcomes. We will share some of the many lessons learned over the course of the past year We'll also talk about some accomplishments and um, share our views on what the future of digital and u- human advice holds. So, Matt, the podcast is yours. Thanks, Jack. And
1: uh, welcome, Mark.
2: Thanks. Great to be here, Matt and Jack.
1: Let's uh, let's dive right in. I know, Jack, you're eager to kick it off. But uh, look, it's it's no secret that around this time of year, people do a lot of reflection. Right. And that's kind of what we did this year at Lifefield. After we had 34 different conversations with industry leaders on this podcast, and we listened to every single episode and pulled out three main themes that kind of spanned all of our conversations that all of these these executives were focused on for their firms. So what we're going to do is dive deep into all three of these themes today, and Mark and Jack are going to provide real life examples of how these firms are solving for these challenges. So the, the three themes that we're going to go into, one being the incoming retirement wave. So all the different boomers that are coming into the, the retirement fold here, how are firms going to handle that wave of retirees and how are they catering their technology to solve uh, for the demands of this wave of people? Second is a push towards the unified managed household. And what we've seen over the course of the pandemic is that the world slowed down initially in order to speed up technologically. And now that so many people are retiring, what they expect is advice across their entire financial world. And the technology that these firms provide to their advisors needs to be able to support this uh, growing demand. So we'll talk about how technology is evolving to meet this need. And the last theme that we'll go into today is an emphasis on client engagement. But you can't have client engagement, meaning clients coming to the advisor and engaging with the different tools and plans and methodologies that they bring to the table without the advisors actually adopting the technology their firms put into practice to facilitate this. So we'll talk about different ways that firms are jumpstarting advisor adoption. So let's back up a little and kick it off with the biggest issue and opportunity we've seen this year. More people are retiring than ever before. We hear from advisors that they're inundated with questions on retirement income and investors are increasingly concerned. So, Jack, what are you seeing and hearing about this?
0: So, Matt, uh, what we're seeing is uh, more people than ever are retiring and it's growing. There's 12,000 per day. We talked about this for many years, decades, actually, about 10,000 per day would be retiring. And what we found is it's up to 12,000 per day, predicted to go to 13,000 or 14,000 per day over the next few years. So um, not only are more people retiring, but they're also retiring earlier. And one of the issues that happens when you retire early, one, you miss out on your peak earning years. Some of these were by choice and some were not. Uh, and certainly all induced in some, at some point or at some level with the, because of the pandemic. But so more people are retiring earlier. That means they miss out on their peak earning years. And then also that means they have a longer time where they're retired. And so they have to make sure that their, their assets last longer. So. There's tremendous pressure being put on advisors and firms to come up with it. And to be honest, as an industry, we've kind of fallen short. And uh, that's part of the reason why we're so busy. So, Mark, I know you have some perspective on all this as well.
2: Yes, Jack. Um, we're seeing this play out um, right now as advisors and firms are trying to figure out, you know, how to maximize investors' paychecks. Um, and we work with some of the biggest firms, LifeField, uh, in the industry in a few ways. One of those ways is by providing what's called tax smart asset location for investors with multi account households, a UMH. Um, another way is tax smart withdrawals. And still another is tax harvesting across those multi accounts, households with multiple accounts. And Lifefield is able to quantify the benefit of doing so. So it makes it very tangible for both the advisor and the client as to why um, the approach that Lifefield is offering is, is beneficial. Lifefield also works with ongoing portfolio management um, at the household rebalancing level, including reducing taxes, of course. We also um, have a tremendous client base in terms of advisors using Lifefield to help their clients um, get the most out of their social security benefits. And ultimately, what Lifefield all about is, is maximizing an investor's paycheck while coordinating multiple sources of income and multiple investment accounts. Um, to achieve you know, the optimal paycheck and pay the, pay the least amount of taxes.
1: Thanks, Mark, for that. Let's, um, you mentioned Social Security Plus. So let's dig into that a little because we've seen a lot of success with this tool across our clients this year. One of those being that we've just passed uncovering $10 billion in Social Security income for advisors' clients. That's $10 billion more in retirement income than clients would have seen in their social security checks if they'd filed when they originally planned to file. So, Jack, first, I'll ask you why you think we're seeing so many advisors use Social Security Plus with their clients and prospects. And then Mark will ask you to comment on how you see social security technology being used and then implemented widely across the industry.
0: Yeah. I just want to underscore, Matt, that $10 billion that you highlighted, that was, that's so far this year. So that's not over a long period of time. That's just so far this year. And that's up around 10% over the prior year, which we saw a dramatic increase a year ago. And we're seeing yet more increase this year, we're very much in line with what we're seeing in terms of more people retiring. So as we look at Social Security Plus, it sort of answers the question that that we hear so often uh, from investors and from advisors who report what their investors say, which is, what do I do about my Social Security if I'm thinking about retirement? So all these folks are retiring, thinking about retirement. That's their their first question. And our uh, colleague, Jeff Quigley, who does a lot of work with so many of the firms that use our Social Security tool, and he conducts a lot of trainings and uh, works closely with our partners at a recent training with Franklin Templeton. One of the people in the training said, "Who wants to be the advisor whose sixty three year old client said the couple had just filed for Social Security in July only to find out they were going to miss out on one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in benefits so that by the way, is the average amount of benefit that we we show to clients with the tool that they they, they basically have found one hundred and fifty thousand dollars more over over the period of their uh, retirement by virtue of of working with our tool
2: Yes, I mean our social security plus tool has over 67,000 users, so that's by far um, the most out of any Social Security tool or calculator in the industry. Firms, just to give you an idea of the kind of firms that are using Social Security Plus, we have Merrill, Allianz, Personal Capital, Northwestern Mutual, New York Life, Jackson National, and, and many others that are, are using the tool to give the billions of dollars of benefits to their clients. And the advisors tell us that what they hear from their clients who are thinking about retiring, the first question that their clients are are asking is, when should I file for Social Security and how much will I get? Um, So we've seen tremendous growth in the use of the program because so many people are retiring. And uh, the plus part in Social Security Plus, um, that part of the tool is a feature called income layers, and that allows advisors to ease into a discussion with their clients about how to enhance social security income with annuities uh, or investment products, or even life insurance, um, as they have that social security discussion. It's really a retirement spending discussion is what it develops. And as a result of that, we've expanded our relationship with Franklin Templeton, Allianz, Guardian, Personal Capital, um, and others of our clients. And we're also in the process of expanding our relationship around social security into um, other clients like Morgan Stanley and Merrill Lynch. So we also um, have noticed with a lot of our large clients in the, in the retirement space that there's an opportunity in the defined contribution plans. And we're working with many of our firms to offer uh, an investor-focused social security plus tool directly to consumers. Um, that, that's just an indication of just how many people are out there that need these questions answered.
1: It seems that all of this is, is coming from so many different angles, right? And there's it's no doubt, there's no doubt Social Security is a major baseline for pretty much every investor going into retirement. And that, among other reasons, is one reason why it's it's so prevalent in the news right now and really always. But let's be real about this, that it's, it's really Social Security's only part of the retirement picture for most people. And that actually brings us to our second major WellTech on deck theme of this year, which is the unified managed household. So pivoting from just social security to the entire uh, entity of wealth that each household actually has. And in this vein, Jack, we made some decisions this year that have, I think, paid off tremendously. In that we essentially pivoted almost all of our marketing messaging to focus entirely on the unified managed household and all of the components that kind of make it up. And we put a clear stake in the ground from the beginning of the year and started educating firms on how they can get started and all the different elements that are involved. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about what we determined and how this move has turned out?
0: So I've been around uh, an awfully long time, as you both know, and as many of our listeners know. And I've been talking about the UMH for, I don't know, decades. It's been a concept, uh, an idea around for literally uh, at least 20 years. Our our friend Len Reinhart did a white paper on it in 2001, and uh, we had him on a podcast earlier this year. He talked about that. But the difference is what we're seeing now, we saw particularly as uh, about a year ago, we started thinking about what's what 2021 hold. We're still in the midst of the pandemic. We're trying to figure out. So where do we go with all this? And it became evident that more people were retiring, that the statistics started to come up and uh, it became evident that, uh, that people really needed some help. And if you're going to help people maximize their paycheck, as Mark has talked about and I've talked about, we needed to do some education. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what we did from an educational standpoint. Mark will talk a little bit about what we did with the products is you can't optimize, maximize your paychecks if the product doesn't do it. And Mark will talk about some of the things we've done there but we also needed to educate the marketplace because people were talking as if they were putting it all together, but talking and doing are very, very different. So we got to work and we really have spent a lot of time and Matt, uh, with your good work and some of the other members of our team, we've really put it out there as to how to pull it all together. So as an example on the UMH, we've written a number of byline articles. We're very active with webinars. We're very active with uh, social media, this podcast for sure. Uh, the podcast, we as we mentioned earlier, we've got over 2,500 listeners. So we've seemed to have struck a chord. We have some very faithful listeners. We hear from some of our friends and colleagues around the industry. They listen closely because they want to hear what the best and brightest in our business are thinking and doing around pulling it all together on a platform that helps maximize paychecks. That's really what it all comes down to. The pandemic uh, clearly made it harder for us to get together. So we didn't have the in-person events. So we spent a lot of time, uh, again, with FA Mag and Investment News and Webinars and what have you, talking a lot about that really accelerated our marketing through search engine optimization, the webinars, hand to hand networking and training. And we really had a, a great result where I was recently talking to a, a senior leader in our, our business who said, You know, everywhere I go, I'm hearing people talk about UMH. I guess it's, it's here to stay. And I, I think uh, Mark would agree that it, that it is. Mark, maybe want to talk a little bit about some of the things we did from a product standpoint, because you got to make this stuff real. You can't just talk about it, you got got to make it work.
2: In terms of what Lifefield did from a product or platform standpoint, many large firms need to control their user experience, uh, including integration into their unique legacy systems. So, therefore, they require what's called an API, Application Programming Interface Overlay, in order to do so. By offering a, an API strategy, Lifefield allows its enterprise client firms to begin their project focus upon their biggest pain point first, whether that pain is asset location, tax harvesting, household rebalancing, intelligent withdrawal, or even income sourcing through retirement. These are all features of the LifeField API suite and enterprises can start eliminating their pain point of choice first and then add more capabilities as time and budget allows. So the API concept is, is very powerful. Also, you know, in terms of our focus in building out things, almost all investors right now are asking their advisors about reducing taxes. Given the current combination uh, climate of the long-term bull market, as we've spoken about here, many more new retirees, and then of course, the incoming increases in tax rates. So this is really life field bread and butter time, because we're now in a cycle where it matters most to investors. And all advisors, you know, the things that we're doing in particular in reducing taxes and working at the UMH level. As Jack alluded to, saying things and then doing them are two different things. And so I'm also very proud that Lifefield has worked hard to build a firm culture that cares about helping investors and advisors get better outcomes. Lifefield's culture interacts with clients directly by the personal representation of our senior client facing team. Steve Zushin, Harry Bartle, Jeff Quigley, Tom Pryor, and you, Jack, all focus upon advisor success at our enterprise firms. That our client firms achieve tangible success using Lightfield software and service is equally as important as the integrity of the answers our algorithms produce. As an example of this focus, Lightfield shows each of our clients quarterly impact reports of their specific success in terms of proposals generated, extra income uncovered, and even average client retirement income improvement, often well over $150,000 per household, and in some cases, billions of dollars in total of benefits for clients. Now, that kind of result that we have, both our team focused on that and the software supporting it has resulted in clients giving LifeField over two dozen feature requests to help their businesses this past year. Many of our clients are integrating further with more features of our API, as well as pushing LifeField features into their direct investor offerings. So the universally managed household concept that Jack has been espousing for years is, is universal for all client demographics as are being worried about taxes. We're very proud to be serving um, such a wide swath of industry participants on these features. Our clients and partners include the largest wirehouses, banks, asset managers, insurance companies, custodians, and financial technology firms. And the point is that LifeField capabilities are relevant and necessary to the full spectrum of industry players.
1: That's awesome. So bringing this all kind of back to helping firms engage their advisors. I mean, we've invested a lot in our roadmap and a lot of our roadmap was determined by our clients coming to us and giving us a problem that we're gonna solve together, right? But one of those major problems is them trying to engage their advisors and clients, right? So a lot of the technology that they've built and put into place at their firm isn't always picked up immediately and ran without the door by the advisor, right? It takes time to make sure that it gets integrated into the advisor's practice, and it takes time to make sure that they fully understand how to use it in order to get better outcomes for them, because that was the initial, uh, the initial goal of creating the software for them in the first place, right? So Jack, first why don't you talk about what we invested in this year in order to help our clients engage their clients and investors?
0: So we did a variety of things, uh, some of which I mentioned earlier. And as we look ahead, it became evident, Mark and I and Steve Zesch and our colleague, were we were all at the Tiburon conference recently. And some of the things I picked up as, as I'm listening to the various CEO level folks uh, who are on the stage talking about their strategies and their issues and challenges and what have you, but one of the things that became evident is that uh, all are trying to figure out how to grow their business organically, not just to have the market grow and take credit for, for you know, record, uh, record market uh, results, but how do they grow organically? And one of the things they pointed out was they need help. These are particularly broker-dealer firms and RIA firms and national firms, they, they need help in terms of of helping their advisors reach clients. And that means more and more digitally. So, one of the things that we're working on for next year, and we're developing in with our clients to determine what, what it is that they might want or need, but knowing that it's all around how do we grow our our business as we go forward, we're developing a program working title is uh, Lifefield Growth Accelerator. But the idea or concept is around how do we help our our clients, whether they're they're uh, warehouses or platform providers or insurance companies we work with all th- uh, that and more is how can we help them grow? so we're developing marketing plans with each individual firm we're having conversations around what would most help them grow their business uh, we're developing turnkey campaigns uh, Matt, you've been a real leader in this regard across our industry about how to use social media to communicate not only to one another in our industry, but also to investors. So we're going to be applying some of the lessons learned about social media capabilities around engaging with clients. We have also expertise on our team. We have a great product uh, team uh, led by Martin Cowley and uh, someone who's on our marketing team, uh, uh, Alison Drosky. And sure, she's already been on seminars and on lots of client calls. We're going to be making her deep knowledge on the 2,700 different rules around social security more readily available to our clients as they engage with their with their clients. And also another factor, by the way, is that we're gonna be working on some widgets that we've developed over time to incorporate the, those as part of a ways ways to engage with clients. The whole idea is if we're looking for improved outcome, People know they want it, but they don't always know how to go about getting it. So we're going to make it easier for our clients to then deliver on getting engagement from the end investor as well as their own wholesaler or salesperson, uh, financial advisor, what have you, so that we can help them grow, help them do a better job and help serve all those folks that are retiring at
1: such a a rapid rate. To put a little little wrapper on everything that you just said there, our main goal from uh, the marketing side of things, uh, this year is to, with, through this growth accelerator, help our clients sell more of their products with Lifefield. So, everything that we do from a marketing standpoint under this umbrella is to help them facilitate those conversations. And that takes up a big chunk of our marketing roadmap for, for this coming year, uh, in addition to obviously promoting Lifefield as a company. So, switching gears slightly, uh, Mark, I mentioned our product roadmap a few minutes ago. So that's what I'm going to ask you right now is based on all of the feedback that we've gotten from clients, all of the conversations that we've had this year with your peers and other C-suite execs and, and industry leaders, where are we going this year? And a little bit of background maybe on why we chose to go that route as well would be interesting to our listeners too.
2: Certainly, certainly, Matt. In 2021, this year, Lightfield focused upon building and improving two main technology offerings. And for 2022, as I have mentioned, we have client requests for over 25 features that will help them use the product in a deeper way, but will also help uh, improve the products. So the first offering um, that LifeField really focused on and will continue to do so is, in, is operational in nature, and it's really household rebalancing and UMH advice including detailed trade instructions to be performed right now to improve an investor's outcome. The second is income sourcing, which shows improved investor outcomes over an entire defined period, including benefits from using life-yield algorithms to save more by paying less in taxes. Income sourcing starts with Social Security Plus, that very popular application that has 67,000 users, but it also includes asset location, a withdrawal order of account registrations and retirement, and tax bracket management You know, over that full retirement period. So fairly complex. The benefits of what Lightfield's providing in that almost always pay for the advice and still give money back to the client due to the tax savings over time which I will add can only be achieved in a UMH construct. It's the only way to put these things together in a coordinated fashion to provide the benefits, but actually to get the client, the investor client, um, what the advisor is telling them they can do for them.
1: That's probably the most insightful way forward. So also taking all of that stuff into account, Mark, right? How did we prioritize which places to go and why, at least what I've been hearing internally and outside, is that income sourcing is one of the most important innovations and requested things uh, around the industry. So talk a little about how income sourcing specifically uh, came into the forefront of our roadmap and why you think that that is one of the biggest problems that people are looking to solve right now.
2: Well, I I guess I'd say two things. One is Lightfield has always had, you know, income sourcing tools. When we first started in our first client was SunTrust, now Truist, uh, with a combination of BB&T, we had a tool we called the Illustrator, which would illustrate a retirement period. And that tool took Social Security and Roth conversion and investment accounts and Social Security and, and showed an income stream and the tax savings for that tool. But we learned in the industry at that time, which was over 10 years ago, that was a a complex story and advisors really want a chapter in the book to speak with their client about that single point in time. A client is thinking about retiring. First question the client asks, what is Social Security going to bring for me to the table? When should I file? How much will it provide? So we pulled Social Security out and created Social Security Plus over time. The same could be said for asset location that was inside this tool. We've seen a whole cycle change now that more and more clients in the industry have to solve the retirement problem and retirement question for their clients. And now that it's accelerated, as Jack's pointing out, more and more people are retiring today than ever before, 12,000 or more a day. There's been a move in the industry to put those pieces back together. And we feel that we're pretty expert um, with that. But to answer the second part of your question, why is that more important today? It's because the industry has accepted a move away from just selling products and returns on investments, performance. Clients are now expecting a lot more. They want real advice. What should I do now? But tell me why. How much is it going to cost? And what are the benefits? What are the tangible benefits? And LifeFields capabilities show all those things. And because these financial firms have spent so many millions of dollars on technology over the years, they haven't been able to bridge the gap between some of those tools like financial planning, for instance, and actually executing for the client. What should I trade to put in my accounts to generate the income? What should I sell to give me a paycheck this year? How does that work with my taxes and how does Social Security and my annuity amount fit with that? Well, that's really what income sourcing is. and by connecting planning to the actual trade execution um, and money flowing into that client's checking account so they can pay their bills in retirement in place of wages because they're retired, that's really what is now finally happening in the marketplace. What uh, the the clients understand now that they're not gonna hear a story of performance from their advisor, they're gonna hear, here's what I'm doing to improve your situation. Here's how your paycheck is going to be filled up for 2022. Here are the sources that it's coming from. Here's what we estimate your taxes to be. And by me doing this, Mr. Client, I've saved you this much money in taxes, which pays for my advisory fees.
0: Yeah. Just to echo what Mark has said, one of the things that's been important, we've done it over the course of this past year. And I think what you'll see for the coming year is just an acceleration of a few things. What we're describing is fairly complex, but increasingly it's being understood but in the marketplace. It starts with where we started today. Basically more people are retiring. They have a need right now. They want to know what to do. The advisor has no choice but to come up with something. And what we're hearing from advisors, they feel ill equipped given where technology has been. There are some of our clients who feel more equipped for sure, but it's really now getting them more and more comfortable, the advisor and the firms more and more comfortable with addressing these issues. And and it's it's complex and Mark touched on a number of these. So we've got taxes are the single biggest expense that an investor incurs over time. They're going up. We also have inflation looming, coming. We can argue about that, but more likely than not, inflation's going up, which means your taxes are going up too when inflation goes up, uh, or the impact of those taxes when you have the combination of higher taxes and inflation. So you have more people retiring, retiring earlier, living longer. And so what, what you're finding is people really are pretty serious about, what they're going to do to, to maintain their income. So what we've done from a marketing communication standpoint, we want to educate the marketplace that help is here. It's available. We're seeing more and more firms that are embracing this, recognizing they've got to do something about it. They can't wait any longer. And we have advisors who have been inundated with requests for how do I maximize my paycheck? So all of this is coming together, whether it's communication or product or what have you. And all of it comes down to something Mark has touched on in a variety of ways, but just to give us sort of a simple term I just refer to it as coordination. You have to coordinate all the different elements. You have to coordinate asset allocation and asset location. You have to coordinate the ongoing management. You have to look at risk and tax and cost as you're, you're going on all in the effort to improve outcome. And then when it comes time to either rebalance and or take income, you've got to do it in an optimal way. Take full advantage of the social security rules so that you have that 8% increase each year between 62 and 70. So that you're minimizing taxes along the way so you have a bigger sum of money. And then when you're drawing down, you're being tax smart in the withdrawal. So all that is what we've been working on for many, many years. Now what's happening is we have a very receptive audience with investors, advisors, and firms that recognize they can't go back. They've got to embrace. They've got to take it on. And uh, I, I know Mark joins me in welcoming that challenge. So Matt, I know we're drawing near to the time where we need to say goodnight. So I'll turn it over to you.
1: Thanks, Jack. And thank you both for for coming on the show today. I know, Jack, switching the script is not always the easiest thing, but I think you really took it in stride in a great way. So for our regular listeners, everyone's used to at this point, 34 episodes in that uh, we have one final fun question we ask our guests. But since this is the Thanksgiving week episode, we're going to switch it up slightly. So Jack first and then Mark, I'd love to know what's your favorite Thanksgiving Day food? And secondly, what are you most thankful for this year? Great well, um, I've thought long
0: and hard about it, and for me, it's all the above. I like the the turkey, the gravy, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce in a can with the little rivulets around the you know the whatever the impression from the can, mashed potato all together that's, so that's my favorite food is all the above and then' in terms of what i'm favor- uh, thankful for, I'm just thankful for my family. Uh, everybody's healthy and happy and Actually, three of my my sons uh, and their partners have started new jobs. Uh, they're enjoying what they're doing and enjoying where they're living, and enjoying uh, their partners. And uh, so I'm very thankful for my family and especially my wife, Jean, who's uh, my anchor. So that's that's what I'm thankful
1: for, Matt. Awesome. How about you, Mark?
2: My uh, personal answer, most thankful, is very similar to Jack's. In fact, my wife, Jean, is my anchor, too. <laughs> Same names of both of our wives. But my wonderful family at home. Uh, and also um, the Lightfield family at work. Um, I'm very thankful for for everyone that is here and how hard and dedicated they are, how hard they work, how smart they are. You know, they just make it make it wonderful to come to work, being with such a good group.
0: I'm going to add to that if I could. We do have a great team, really extraordinary. It's uh, and uh, and we're rocking. We're having some fun doing it too. So
1: couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So look, that's all the time we have for today's episode. But uh, as always. I'd love to thank our audience for continuing to come back and listen to the show. We're, uh, we're working hard on closing this year outright and starting 2022 off with some real powerhouse guests. So stay tuned, but please remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share what we're doing at WealthTech on Deck. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com.